Welcome to another episode of Life Insurance HQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Jason Miracle. Today is June 1st, 2022. Happy June, happy summer. Uh, Maybe some of your kids are getting out of school. Hopefully uh, that's going to be a great experience for you. Anyways, today on the Life Insurance HQ, the podcast, we want to talk about some of the different uses of life insurance and how you may be able to benefit from a life insurance policy and in what scenarios you may be able to take advantage of life insurance. Today's going to be a general overview. We'll get into more detail in other podcasts, some we already have. Now, the first and probably most common use of life insurance is for what we might call income replacement. Okay, so you may have a job, your spouse may have a job, and that that obviously earns an income and brings cash flow into the home. And the question you need to ask yourself is, if something were to happen to me today, would my family be able to continue and maintain their lifestyle based on the assets I already have? And so you may be making, let's call it $100,000 a year, but you may have 200000 in savings, three, $400,000 in retirement assets. But if you're 40 years old, you have to ask yourself, is that enough for my family to continue to be able to maintain their lifestyle? And if the answer is they wouldn't, financially, what would that look like to them? And so when we talk about using insurance for income replacement, that's exactly what it is. And so it's to replace lost income in the event of a early death of a primary breadwinner, which could be a husband or a spouse. Now, for those spouses who may not uh, currently be employed and may be the stay-at-home, the individual who stays at home and provides care for a child, If something were to happen to them, there may be a cost, an additional cost to you to be able to continue to work. And so while we may not be replacing an income, we may be replacing an increase in expenses due to the loss of a spouse that may not be bringing in an income to the home. The other thing we need to think about when we're talking about using life insurance for income replacement is... You know, what do we have for college education? What do you what do we need to fund uh, retirement for our spouse in the event that maybe they don't get remarried? Maybe they're not able to go back to work and find employment. Maybe they're not able to earn the income that you're able to earn. And so it has to be offset to a certain degree. And so these are the things we like to think about when it comes to income replacement. And that, that can even include not only college education and retirement funding, but what type of debt do you have? Do you want to pay off the mortgage? Do you want to pay off those credit card bills in the event that something may happen to you? And we're going to keep talking about this, but there's generally two ways to fund income replacement in terms of the type of policy. And we've talked about this on other podcasts where there's generally two types of life insurance policies. There's term insurance and there's permanent insurance. And the difference between the two is term insurance 
is uh, having a policy that provides a death benefit over a predetermined period of time that's generally going to be 10, 20, or 30. You, I've never seen a policy that lasts beyond a 30-year term. And so when you have a temporary need, temporary being 30 years or less, then term insurance, which is generally pretty inexpensive, can be a very easy way to replace the lost income of a spouse who is earning an income. Now, with a term policy, you have just really two components. You have a premium and you have a death benefit. And as long as you continue to pay the premium on time, that death benefit's going to be there. And with most policies, that premium is going to be guaranteed for the term period that you chose when the policy was established. Now, if the need is greater than 30 years, then permanent insurance may make sense to look at. And it's important to note, you probably need more insurance today than you will in the future. And so in some cases, it makes sense to have a combination of term and permanent life insurance. Permanent life insurance, meaning you're going, it's going to last your whole life, or at least hopefully it will. What makes term insurance different than permanent insurance, or I'm sorry, permanent insurance different than term insurance is that Permanent insurance has a premium and a death benefit, but it also includes a cash value component. And the easiest way to think of the differences between the two policies is a term policy is essentially kind of like renting a house, okay? You agree to a monthly uh, rental payment for a period of time, and that gives you the ability to live into that in that house for that period of time for that amount of money. With a permanent policy, it's it's kind of like buying a home, okay? So within the home, you're going to buy the home, but you're also going to be able to hopefully build equity if the value of the home grows to an amount that is greater than what you paid for it. And so those are basically the, the two different types of real, on a really high level of, of life insurance policies. Once we, you know, determine what the need is in terms of death benefit amount, and then we can analyze what type of policy or policies in some cases make the most sense for you in your situation. So again, the first the first use of life insurance is income replacement. We got a little bit sidetracked there on the types of life insurance policies, but it's important to understand those two types of policies in order to put some context into how life insurance can be used. Now, the second way life insurance can be used is to leave uh, a, a legacy. And where we really see this used most is in a couple scenarios, but the primary one is for estate planning. And so you may have built up a business that's worth a fair amount of money. You may have grown assets that are fairly substantial, substantial being you know, $20, $25 million or more. And you may be in a situation where at your death, a 40% estate tax is owed on certain assets over a certain level. And generally, uh, estate tax on a federal basis is going to be on a at, at a 40% tax rate. And so where we see the use of life insurance for legacy planning is uh, to help provide the liquidity to pay those estate taxes. Some other scenarios where we see 
life insurance used to provide a legacy is you may in the back of your head say, hey, you know, when something happens to me, I want to make sure each of my kids has $500,000, whether that's to be able to buy a house at some point, whether or not that's to pay for education, or just to create a meaningful legacy for them. That's something that you've done for them. And so regardless of if you're in a state tax situation, you know, providing that liquidity or that death benefit at your death can provide a meaningful legacy to your heirs. It can also be done with the charity. You may have a charity that you have a particular fondness for that you may not have, you know, the ability to write a huge check today, but you may be willing to write a $2,000 check to an insurance carrier and name the beneficiary of that charity at your death. And so that's another way that you can use insurance to leave a legacy. And essentially what it's going to do is it's going to provide a lump sum of money to your named beneficiary when you pass away. And in most of those cases, we're going to use a permanent life insurance policy, not necessarily a term policy. There are some situations where you may initially establish a term insurance policy with the intent of converting it down the road to a permanent policy, which can be beneficial. And so those are a couple different ways that we use those products. And so um, that's that's an, another scenario. Uh, our, our third scenario is really using life insurance for accumulation. And what, what that does, and, and these are specially designed policies where uh, because of the way permanent life insurance works, it can provide tremendous uh, benefits to you uh, during retirement. And, and in those types of situations, we're not generally buying the policy for its death benefit, we're buying it for the tax benefits of the policy. And what I mean by that is we're going to put money into a permanent life insurance policy using after-tax dollars. and then any growth or cash value gain in the policy will not be subject to income taxes unless you decide to surrender the policy with the gain at some point in the future. So we're really going to keep that permanent policy in force. We're going to have a low death benefit relative to the premium going in because we're using this policy for accumulation and not uh, for death benefit protection. And so one of the benefits of that is at some point in the future, you're going to be able to access distributions from the policy on a tax favorable basis. And generally that occurs in the form of a policy withdrawal or a policy loan. And the loans, as you know, are never taxable to the recipient. And so what happens is at your death, uh, your, your beneficiaries are going to receive the death benefit net of the loan. And that's how the loan essentially gets repaid. And so it creates a very favorable environment to create tax-free income. And there really aren't any, any contribution limitations like there might be with a Roth IRA. There uh, aren't any 59 and a half issues. And if something happens to you prior to accessing uh, distributions from the policy, that death benefit is going to pass income tax-free, ordinary income tax-free to your named beneficiary. So it really has the ability to 
self-complete. Okay. So we've talked about, you know, three reasons for the uses of life insurance. So the first being income replacement. And again, that's probably the most common use of life insurance. The second is to leave a legacy um, to your heirs or a charity. The third being using a policy for accumulation. The fifth reason uh, people use life insurance is to protect your business. So if you own a business, um, you probably have employees, you may have partners, and if something were to happen to you, that would not only affect you and your family's lifestyle, but your employees as well. And so we see life insurance used for business in a couple of different scenarios. Uh, the most common is buy sell agreements where you may have more than one owner, and we use insurance to be able to fund the buyout of a business owner who may pass away or become disabled. And so, in a lot of those cases, term insurance will work. Um, we can also use permanent coverage as a part of that in the form of some type of non qualified deferred compensation agreement. Um, or just some type of supplemental retirement income type vehicle. And so we can kind of combine two different needs with one policy or, or, or maybe a couple different policies. The other areas where we see using life insurance for business planning is you may have some key employees where if something were to happen to them, it would create a economic loss to the company not only maybe from a revenue perspective, but also from the perspective of what it might cost to replace that employee and how long it would take to replace that employee and what would that cost be. And there's different ways that we can actually figure out financially what, what the actual cost might be, or let's just call it the approximate cost, and then back into um, some type of death benefit, or even in some cases, disability insurance product that may help in situations where a business might be impacted by the loss of an owner or a key employee. The other area where we see uh, businesses using life insurances and split dollar plans, and again, non-qualified deferred compensation plans. And this kind of goes back to our reason three use of life insurance, which is accumulation. And so there are a number of different ways to use, a, use the business to help fund uh, some type of supp supplemental retirement income plan that may involve the business owner, may involve upper management, may involve executives, key employees, et cetera, et cetera. So again, life insurance can be used in a business, one, to protect the business owners, two, to protect key employees, three, to help accumulate assets for retirement and make sure that we have more assets than just the business. And then obviously this goes back to reason number two for life insurance is estate planning. You know, if the business is big enough and um, has a significant enough value, then it may be very difficult to come up with the money to pay the estate taxes to make sure the business is able to stay into in the family. And so again, life insurance can be used in a number of different situations. And there are a number of different applications and types of policies and how they're designed. 
depending on how we're using it and depending on your personal situation. It's not a one-size-fits-all product. And so that's why it's important to talk to your advisors and make sure they have an understanding of your situation. Now, one of the final uses of life insurance that we're going to talk about is, uh, you know, just having access to money in the event that you may get sick or experience some type of long-term care event. So again, if you have a permanent policy, you may have access to the cash values of the policy that you can draw from essentially at any given point in time that can help pay unexpected bills, unexpected medical costs, et cetera, et cetera. Many policies today have what's called, and they include this, a lot of them include this for free as an accelerated death benefit writer or terminal illness writer, which allows you to access a portion of the death benefit in the event that you became become terminally ill um, to be able to pay for care using and reducing the death benefit of the policy. And so, you know, one of the uses, again, this fifth use is in the event you may become sick, you may experience a chronic or terminal illness, you may be able to access a percentage of the death benefit to help pay for those expenses while you're still alive. Now, that's ultimately going to reduce what is paid out to your named beneficiary, but at least it's an option that you have in the event that those expenses become too much. The other thing that life insurance policies can provide for individuals, and it comes in the form of a writer, is a long-term care writer. And it is something that you pay an additional amount of money for, but what it does is it gives you access to a certain percentage of the death benefit on a monthly basis to help pay for or reimburse for long-term care expenses. And so it can be a very valuable way to help cover long-term care expenses or at least provide a hedge for a long-term care event. And so you need to set that up when the policy is initially established. Again, there's typically an additional cost for having that option. But one of the benefits is you do have access in that situation to to the death benefit to help pay for long-term care expenses. And the other benefit is if you never require long-term care, your heir is still going to receive the death benefit from the life insurance policy. And again, that's that's going to be a permanent life insurance policy. You're going to want to look and shop around to see which policy is going to afford you the greatest benefits for long-term care purposes. It may make sense for you to take a look at what some of the terminal illness or chronic illness features are of a policy you may be considering. And that will help provide access to emergency funds in the event that we may experience some type of illness um, in our lives. So we've talked about five different things, five different uses of life insurance, income replacement, leaving a legacy, 
accumulation for retirement, business owner protection and business protection, and also helping to cover some expenses if and when we experience a certain, some type of illness or sickness. And so life insurance can be used for all of these, depending on the need, you know, some of them are, are shorter term rather than longer. And some might return your premiums at the end of the term. There are a number of different permanent life insurance policies to choose from. And in order to make an informed decision, you should work with somebody who's independent, who's not married to one carrier, who has the ability to analyze the marketplace and make a recommendation to you based on your individual situation. And probably just as importantly, work with your advisors, whether they be CPAs or attorneys, to make sure that a plan is implemented that is based on your specific needs. So those are some of the different uses of life insurance. I want to thank you for joining us this week on Life Insurance HQ, the podcast. If you have any questions, you can always email us at lihq at miracleco.com. That's lihq at m as in Mary, E-R-I-C-L-E-C-O.com. Or you can uh, visit us on the web at miracleco.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Life Insurance HQ, the podcast. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week. And I hope you have a great week. Talk soon.